Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm so thrilled to be talking about the wonderful Netflix series, The Night Agent. We are joined today by cast members Gabriel Basso and Luciani Buchanan. And Gabriel, starting with you, one of the things that you've spoken about already in terms of this project is, is the early conversations that you had with Sean Ryan, who's the creator and showrunner, and how he really, really wanted to create a show that felt incredibly grounded and centralized through its characters. And off the back of that, I was really interested in once you were on set, how you went into a lot of the larger scope of scenes for your character in making sure that no matter what the scene was or how heightened a situation was for him, that it always went back to that initial idea of everything feeling very grounded to him. Well, I think the the big thing I had to sort of figure out was the lens in which he viewed the world. And then that sort of informs how I'd react. So once I figured that out, then it's easy because a situation happens and, you know, um, if I've already figured out what motivates Peter, then it's sort of easy to react to the thing. So I think the initial sort of work that was put in with Sean and the writers and everyone sort of informed the rest of the season. So it didn't really get any more difficult than the beginning, you know. I, I love that answer. And and, and Luciani, in terms of, of your character, at the beginning, we see her in a moment of brief huge success and then we see her shortly after where she's really lost everything she's lost her closest family members who were parental figures she's lost a career that she'd really built from a place of passion by herself from the ground up mm -hmm. and yet there's something that she says so early on about she would give anything to get her life back to that space even though it wasn't where she wanted it to be and I was interested in how you worked to really create a character that was always trying to get back to this centralized place even though it wasn't a place of, of success and everything that she wanted in place. Hmm. I guess you get caught up in like your career I mean I can understand from being an actor and putting everything into your work and you like miss out on all the other good stuff like you know uh spending time with your loved ones so um I guess she took for granted the little things because she had no idea that that was going to happen to her family and um I know people who do work in that space and in the Silicon Valley they they're so ambitious and they put everything into their work so um I think that was something I could relate to in a different way and um yeah, I mean, it's huge to lose two of your loved ones so quickly. So I think that from that moment that sets up um, everything that she's trying to find out and see seeking justice um, throughout the rest of the show. Definitely. And, and Gabriel, and coming back to you in terms of Peter as well, he's he's just in such a place of stasis when we meet him at the beginning and it feels like he's just been sitting in this basement for a year kind of not really finding a way to move forward in his life with everything that he's holding on to internally and so as you built this trajectory and this arc for him throughout the entire season how did you make sure that it was always this this very internalized journey as well at the same time where each episode and each thing that he experiences is really kind of giving him a path back to himself and a path back to the idea of the future rather than just existing in the moment i think a big thing was having him not feel like a passive protagonist where things were just happening to him and he was being moved through the story but there was actual um, I don't know. It felt like for me, at least the character was experiencing these things, but he wasn't abandoning, like he wasn't a new character. So all his values and, um, morality and the worldview he had wasn't changing mm -hmm. so with each event, 
So he wasn't really playing catch up. He just cemented his values more. More was stripped away here. And now the whole world's after you, or now you're alone over here. And now this person's been ripped from your life. Do you lose the values? Uh, does anything change internally? No. So it, it just sort of helped me see it in, in uh, on a, you know, narrative level, all these things, different things happening as opportunities for Peter to sort of look at himself and um, really put his values through a test of, are these really, are you, do you actually have conviction or are you going to get rid of these uh, principles because it's convenient and comfortable? Yeah. And, and with Rose as well, um, you know, she has so many wonderful attributes that really serve her well in this space and through all the endeavors that she's facing throughout the series, even though it's not a natural space that she would have chosen to step into in terms of that fighting for survival for herself. Mm -hmm. um, and I was interested in if you really just found that the scripts would give you all those details of how her personality was going to serve her really well, because even just small details, like when she's talking to Peter and she really observes in him, well, you always want to see the best in other people because you hope that it will be returned to you, mm -hmm. shows how observational she is with everyone around her. And she's able to read people very quickly, for example. Yeah. And I think they're so different, right? So she's picking up on like, oh, I wouldn't do it like that. But it's because you see the good people you know so I think that's where that comes from um but which makes her look at herself and like the decisions that she makes so it it works really well and yeah in terms of the the stunt work and the stunt training that you both did for the show, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that because it's, it's a, it feels like a very different scope in terms of what each of the characters needed because for Rose, this, you know, this isn't something that she's trained to do. She's not trained to be in these situations. So it's more of a guttural, instinctive place that she's coming from. And yeah. for Peter, he has this trained skill set, but he just hasn't used it for a while. So it feels like he develops and kind of finds more finesse back within himself as the series progresses. So I was just interested in how you both went into a lot of the stunt, stunt training and stunt work in the show in really thinking about those aspects of character. Yeah. I talked to an FBI consultant beforehand and I think it was cool. Uh, um, the stunt coordinator, Mitch and I had a talk and James, the fight choreographer, and we sat down and I was very adamant that the fighting progressed in aesthetic and choreography from like detainment and incapacitation to desperation and violence at the end, just because he doesn't have his equipment anymore. He doesn't have his police baton. He doesn't have, you know, he's picking up guns. He's picking up magazines. It, you know, he's not really, he's sort of salvaging everything he can. So by the end, he's more desperate to put people away than he might've been earlier in the season. So um, I did all the fighting myself stunt wise. Um, there were a couple things I, I couldn't do. Uh, <laughs> that insurance would not let me do. But um, yeah, I think it was important that the the action and everything felt like it was shifting throughout the season. And he was going from, oh, this is my training to, dude, I can't, I don't have time to put my knee in your back and tell you to stay on the ground. Like I have to put you away out of the situation. And for Rose, what what were the important aspects for you in some of those scenes? Yeah, it's more instinctual. Like the have you seen everything, right? Yeah, yeah, the whole season. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just worried. I'm like, I don't want to like ruin it. 
but like you know uh db's character eric monks is like stay in the car like you know this is not your <laughs> your arena i guess um and um she complies and but she can hear everything through that radio and um when she hears that uh, gun go off it's just like she just can't sit in the car <laughs> you know like she has to do something about it and um just when it's the same with the fight with peter and dale i mean it started with dale and rose and then um peter comes in and she can see that it's getting dire and she, like she's just again not going to stand there she's just going to think on the spot and so um i think that it speaks a lot to her character as well as like in those situations she always finds a way out or tries to <laughs> they tag team i think the dale and peter fight was a big moment for what i was saying too is because mm. in the beginning you know i long arm short arm him i toss him and i have him on the ground and i'm telling rose to get out of there when i'm i'm fighting him to fight him and he's fighting me to kill me mm. and so there's a difference and throughout the fight i'm sort of that desire to not kill him is sort of being like that line i'm approaching it until the end um and so i think that was a cool little definitive moment in the season where you start to see peter get more desperate and fighting and and in talking a little bit about one of the extensive scenes in that realm later towards the season i wanted to ask you about just some of the logistical elements and what really went into blocking out the scene where they're in the middle of a shipping container yard because it seems like in addition to the stunt work and training and everything that you're thinking about in terms of character it's also a real dance in terms of the relationship with the camera and the way that it's moving with you through all those spaces oh. and so i was just interested in what the process of choreographing and blocking out a really extensive and pivotal scene like that was like for both of you it, it was fun for me because Adam Arkin was directing those episodes and he was uh, really and Millicent came in towards the end. Yeah. But Adam, you know, really trusted us as actors and everything. And he was very obviously professional. But I think the biggest thing for as an actor was knowing the camera operators and, you know, knowing them and having them feel comfortable to tell you, hey, you need to slow down this run here. You need to. And they know you don't know what they're seeing. So to have an open dialogue and to have mutual respect and acknowledge that it is collaborative, I think, mm. helped us get some shots that we might have not have gotten um, just because of how, yeah, collaborative everything was. And we had like a really amazing uh, stunt coordinator, Mitchie. Um, he would just stand right next to the camera like he was there with you and he would just cheer you on and he was like it wasn't like he was over watching the monitors and you're like am I doing a good job I don't know he's like right there like like a dad on the sidelines like go 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 and yeah it was awesome and in terms of the relationship between your two characters as well, there's there's a moment early on where where Rose is talking about how she thinks there's something really beautiful about when people are so comfortable in silence and that there can be so much communication in the words that are never said. And I feel like the two of you have really found those moments between your performances with one another. And especially as the season progresses, it feels like there's all these really minute, nuanced little looks and shared communications that are going further than the dialogue of the scripts. Um, and so I also wanted to ask you both about just working to really find those moments of intimacy, especially as they're building so much more intrinsic trust with each other. Well, thank you. Cause we try, we're like, we, we can't like play this far, like, cause the show is fast. We, there's so many storylines and so much packed into each episode. So like 
we were like, we need to give the audience a bit of a break and make it feel organic and a little bit awkward as well, right? Because yeah, like I, th- I think what might have helped us too was um, to put the end. Em- I know a lot of like nowadays, all the emphasis relationally is put on physical, mm. um, you know, interaction, and I think to limit that and actually have room to. Uh, explore character wise and like you were saying unspoken looks and moments and stuff where Mm. you know it feels kind of surface level and bait and the the most base level of a show of affection to like grab someone's hand but instead of that Mm. we're having to like look at each other and sort of you know made that more possible than uh oh we saved you now kiss and then (laughs) you know exactly yeah yeah. It's just the fact that he like doesn't sleep. He's watching, you know, like just little things like that. Like I'm watching you all night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for you as well, Gabriel, with, with Peter, it feels like he's someone who really absorbs a lot of emotion from situations around him. So if someone gets injured or hurt, he really holds on to that and he blames himself quite frequently and carries a lot of guilt um, that feels very residual from everything in terms of his relationship and loss of his father when he was younger. Um, And did you find that the writing on the page really gave you those elements of, okay, what is it that he's holding on to? What is it that he's carrying? Because it's something that, that feels like it grows and evolves and then also like dissipates as he learns to deal with it and navigate through it at the same time. Yeah, I would say, you know, the writers and Sean were definitely open too, because sometimes I would come to them and I was like, I don't need to say this line. I can say it Mm. looking at the person with my eyes Mm. and act it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it was it was nice to have that open sort of door to go to each other and say, hey, you need to say this. Um, but also, OK, I'm open to changing this because you can act this. And um, a lot of what Peter goes through, and I think the reason he internalizes and and feels responsible for people is because he's trying to control what's within his control. And if he fails, it's a reflection of him and his ability to protect and um, yeah, I, I don't fault him for that. I think that's an honorable thing to feel and, and want. Um, but I would say when you're when you're feeling, you're not thinking. And I think those two parts of your brain, however that works, are opposite one another. And I I think having him be poised and controlled in some scenes, and then feel out of control in other scenes emotionally. Um, making that shift was important to me to show that I wasn't like some stoic, you know, um, automaton. (laughs) You've both given such great performances in the series. So congratulations on everything. And thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today.